Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Um, so, Craig, I had an epiphany the other day. This is I, already terrifying. Continue. And I think what we need to do is we have the we have our intro. We have the, hi, I'm Craig Wells, and I'm a.k.a. Permanent Good. And I'm like... I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And then we do the same thing at the end, right? I get it. Yeah. I think we are a little too far in this to have only a few inside jokes like stepdad and things like that. Cox gun. Um, you know, me getting canceled. I think we need to develop. Oh, no, that's not an inside joke. Everyone <laughs> knows about that. Don't you worry. But continue. Right. I think we need catchphrases. Okay. At the very end. So I'd be like, see you next week. I mean, I already have one. I've had one for like six years. What is it? What is it? What? Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, you can fun. do that. I don't know if we wanted to do something different. I was thinking this would be our time to brainstorm something because I came up with mine. Okay. So mine, I think I do want to stick with mine because mm-hmm. uh, I did it once like a few weeks ago. I just forget a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I say have fun whenever I hang out with somebody and that person leaves. I always say have fun, be safe, make good choices. And, you know. On top of being very sweet and endearing, it is also very marketable. Well, fits mine, well on a t-shirt. Less marketable, could put on a t-shirt, but at mine, we could brainstorm a better one, but I just don't think we can. I was driving, right? And on the back of a car, I saw a bumper sticker that said, tell your dog I said hi. And I'm like, well, I'm a stepdad. My catchphrase is going to be, like, and I'm Alex Good. Tell your mama said hi. Tell your mom I said hi, bro. Does it get any better than that? I mean, we'll catch you next week. Tell your mom I said hi. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely your brand. It's so on brand, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I really don't know where else to take that. I'm just, from now on, it's going to be like, we'll see you next week. Tell your mom I said hi. Have fun. You know, be safe, make good choices, or vice versa. I think that's Pro- how we probably should sign vice off. Probably vice versa. I think <laughs> probably vice versa. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm down with that, bro. Okay. I do want to say, though, um, if this – so we're going to test this out for the next few weeks. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to see how that goes. But if by, like, episode 25 we realize we don't like it and we abandon it, when you go back and re-listen to old episodes, like, this is our – uh bleached tips phase you know we are pretty confident it's gonna be cool however in the rear view maybe not so much so if this or, is in the future it could be like leather jackets stupid or it that, could like, be leather jackets which got super popular in like the 70s 80s and then just stayed popular so we'll one, see. We'll so one of two quick. things is gonna happen <laughs> is either we're gonna make t-shirts with our catchphrases on them or we're just going to cancel the podcast out of shame and embarrassment. We'll change the name, change our names, and you'll never be able to connect the two. <laughs> okay, We're all okay. going to get voice changes as well. Well, don't we don't have to worry about that. I've been voice changing the podcast since episode one. Oh, beautiful. That would have actually been very brilliant. Like, can you imagine? That would have been like every I know week. I'm- Dude, every week we could have had a guest. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. It could have like, been one of us. <laughs> like we could have gone into this fully accepting that we're gonna get canceled, but it didn't matter because we're going by uh pseudonyms and we're using voice changers. Like mm-hmm. man, that w- we could have started off every podcast, be like, Hey, this is Alex, this is Craig. Today on the podcast we had two guests. Um, they're gonna be guest hosting this week. And then every week we'd be like, Hey, this is Alex, this is Craig. Uh, this week's hosts are this person, this person. So that person, sort of like the one hit wonder, would get canceled and we'll just be like, don't worry, they're never coming back. We're bringing in new people next week. And we We're still going to release the episode and not edit anything they said, but, right. <laughs> but it's okay. Not coming back. We canceled them. <laughs> We're bringing in new people next week. Yeah, what I don't missed see opportunity. I don't see any flaws in that. Pl- hey, audience, if you want to start a podcast with that like headset in mind, like go right ahead. Hey, you can use that one for free. I'm not uh, going to. No, 5%. It's a low percentage. But 5%. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. After uh, Okay, dear sharks, this is the pitch I have for you. 
the most cancelable podcast starring Ben Shapiro. I mean, if we can get a voice changer that sounds like Ben Shapiro, I'll be him every single week. Uh, every I, I, single week. Can you imagine if we got voice changers that like so that way we could create a podcast starring Ben Shapiro and Conan O'Brien? Dude, throw some Joe Rogan in there. The, the Maybe inten- the off we'll do the Office Ladies podcast. The intensity would be off the charts and completely unlistenable. Would there would be, be one clip that would go viral and nobody would like the rest of the podcast. Do some Alex Jones action. That'd be awesome. <laughs> the water's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the movie? Sure. What movie did we watch this week? Uh, so for our Valentine's Day episode, we managed to do this like twice in just as many months where we picked a holiday that happened on a Sunday in between two episode releases. So I guess this is our Valentine's Day episode. Sure. Um, so we decided to watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Day, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson and... If you don't want to listen to us talk about the movie, we're going to jump right into, like, we're not going to avoid spoilers. The movie's, like, 18 years old, and it's a rom-com. Um, if you want to watch it and avoid spoilers, then you can skip ahead to the time code we're going to give you. Or if you just don't want to listen to us talk about movies, you'll get that time code as well. Um, so that time code is going to be presented right now. Time code 2745. I have so much to say about this movie. Same here, dude. So same here. How to lose a guy in ten days? If you have not seen it, is um, I, I would say the movie starts out with Kate Hudson kind of being the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Andy. She works at a you know cosmopolitan esque magazine, and she writes how to articles or how to columns rather. And she decides, oh. I'm going to write an article about how to lose a guy in 10 days. And so she decides to date a guy, this guy being Matthew McConaughey and tries her absolute hardest to get him to break up with her. But Matthew McConaughey is trying to get her to fall in love with him to win a bet at work that would land him a high paying client. Right. Cause he wants to make the pitch and he needs to prove that he understands women. So by getting a woman to fall in love with them in 10 days, he has proved that he understands them and can sell the product. That is I diamonds. Don't, I don't even know where to be. Okay. The, this is how we begin. This movie would not work if, if one of them or neither of them was attractive. Like this movie only works because they are both hot. Um. Okay. Let me, let me, Think about this for a second. So if he was ugly, then then she would not have said yes. Then I don't. Then like I don't think she would have been picked up from the bar, or like I don't think she would have said yes. I to think him. it takes a. I don't think you need to be hot. I think you need to be medium attractive. Because she was hitting on like normal looking guys, but like, it, but in the end, that's not who she decided to go with. Right. I think as far as the plot working, I think it would hold up if they were both medium looking. I think, yo, I'm going to spoil this movie, what, six minutes in? Two minutes into our actual movie podcast? Hey, guess what? It's a rom-com. There's romance. I don't think they would have actually fallen in love with each other for real um, unless they were both hot, you know, because there was a little bit of a lusty action in there. Um but I think the plot would have still worked. I think they were still falling through on the bets and stuff. I think I think the big thing is like neither of them would have gotten away with how much garbage they put each other through. Like if I, I think there was definitely a level of attraction that was pulling the other person to be like, all right, we just need to make it a little bit longer. We just need to take that extra step. Like, you know what I mean? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. My thing is like, um, Dude, this is so ridiculous, and I can't believe I'm going to say it, and we're not going to cut this out. I'm not. This is not the first time I'm going to say that during this episode. We're not cutting this out. I have made bets with people to get girls to like me that I was not interested in. Which is bad. Which is, hey, bad. Wouldn't recommend. I would honestly discourage you from doing something like that. But all I'm saying is it has nothing to do with the women's 
the woman's attractiveness has everything to do with the bet. And I think that's the same thing in this movie is it didn't matter how attractive he was. It had everything to do with the bet. So you would be at, there was a part in this movie where Matthew McConaughey is like, oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm like, why not, dude? She's crazy, but, but you're doing I it for think- a bet. You don't need to like her. That's kind of the point. You need her to like you. So, but, so I think that if Matthew McConaughey wasn't attractive, Kate Hudson would have just chosen a different guy to date for 10 days. And if she wasn't attractive, Matthew McConaughey, like when suggested by the Judys, would have tried to get a different girl. Obviously, I the, think, ju- the I Judys think there was had definitely a minimum. And I think that mi- minimum was a seven. Yeah. I don't think they would have gotten picked if they were. Maybe you can get away with a six and a half. Couldn't have been lower than a six and a half or else they wouldn't have been picked. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely um, a, a minimum because in the beginning where they were choosing, there was there was a barrier to entry. Uh, another thing that <laughs> this movie has like zero good people in this in it. Like, nope. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> I will say Matthew McConaughey's sidekicks, the two guys from the office. I loved them. <laughs> yeah, they definitely had good chemistry. I liked the scenes that they were in. But every time it was it's one of those movies where y- you watch it and you're like, "Man, I really hope that nobody is relating to these characters cuz if you relate to either of these characters, please go to therapy." Cuz the thing is is a lot of guys want to relate with Matthew McConaughey. Like he's a stud. He's got a guys night. They smoke in his house. He has an apartment in new york city in soho he's playing poker with the boys he writes for uh or he pitches for men's products and he's driving a motorcycle in the city like a lot of yeah, guys want and to he and like him. his office is filled with like jerseys and records and alcohol and stuff like that right and he's getting sh- he's just like he has two guys that work for him that are just bros and he's got a pool table in his office so i think a lot of guys want to be him but, you know, it is what it is. Hey, guys, guess what? That's not real life, dude. I will However, say how to lose a guy in 10 days. Title's too long. <laughs> it's a good title for an article, not a movie. Yeah, not a movie, dude. That's the first thing. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Too much. Mouthful. Try again. Yeah. Um. I do want to say, after all of this bashing that I've done with it, it's not a great movie. However, I did find myself laughing a good amount of times. I spent a lot of time laughing at this movie. I did not... L- it was like I only laughed um, when Tony and Thayer were on, which is the sidekicks I was referring yeah. to. Um, people who haven't seen the movie, those two guys who work for Matthew McCon- McCon- Matthew, we're cutting all that trash out. I'll tell you what to cut out, future Craig. Matthew McConaughey's character Ben, those are the people that work for him, um, and they were hilarious. Yeah, they were really funny. Straight up. Um, didn't who Kate didn't know who Kate Hudson was? Wow, no do you, you're doing like a number today. I had no clue. Here's the thing: is is like I've heard her name a million times, and I know who Kate Kate Upton is, and I know who Jennifer Hudson is. So in my <laughs> head, she is both of those people. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about while watching this movie. Is like I don't know if I like Kate Hudson's acting style. Because her character is such trash. Like that scene with the boys night where she's flinging sandwiches and whatnot. And just being... I'm going to use this word prissy. Just being super prissy. Like I can't... It it was the only time in the movie where I'm like, I need need a breather. I need to stop this and I need a breather. And I I know it's not Kate Hudson's fault because she's just playing the character. But yikes, man big yikes see the whole time i was just like you're doing it for a bet bro how hard is this to do you don't need to have that's the i was kind of out of it in this in this movie because i'm like 10 days is nothing dude you can suffer for 10 days what would have drawn where i would have drawn the line is oh she's reaching out to my real family this is all this is fake because people the people at the poker table all know the game so i don't have i'll let you be crazy because these guys know I have to put up with it. If you meet my real family, they don't know it's a game. Now we have a problem. I did like all the family scenes. When they went to Staten Island, I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be a mess. But like, it was like the one moment in the, in the movie that I was like, oh, this is like 
genuinely heartwarming and like fun to watch like watching her play cards with the family and like bond and whatnot i'm like oh this is the turning point of the movie this is where she falls in love and this is where it stops being annoying and starts getting like cute and and it did that it was a very cute segment i think it would have been very hard for her to act crazy like she did around the guys around his family and i actually said that to macy i'm like because the thing is is you can mess around with this guy and try to lose him but if you act crazy around his parents, you're affecting a real relationship. So I'm glad they ton- she toned it out. She didn't have a choice. And the thing is, is Matt McConaughey loves who she is. So when she's not crazy, it w- there was no problem anymore. So I have a very interesting question for you. Macy asked it to me. If you had to do this, would you rather be the person who, who had to lose a person or get someone to fall in love with them? Get someone to fall in love with you. Because... Then there's not really like an end game, if that makes sense. Like I would work towards something that I would naturally work towards. Like I would never actively try to get someone to break up with me, but I would actively try to or not try to get someone to fall in love with me. But I would actively like, you know, like romance someone. Okay. Well, I've done both of these things (laughs) in real life. Okay. And, um, it is a lot easier to get someone to break up with you than to get someone to fall in love with you. And the oh, tricky, yeah. what the problem is where you're coming from this, where your mindset is, and this is wrong, is you're trying to romance someone that you in real life would have interest in. If I picked someone that you had no interest in, that might be attractive to me, but they weren't attractive to you. So objectively, it's not a bad choice. You're just not interested. Yeah. And I but made I'd be you more... fall in love with her or sh- you had to make her fall in love with you. I think it would just be too hard. I think I would be more willing to see that as a blessing in disguise rather than just me actively trying to make someone feel bad about these last 10 days of their life. Yeah, I think you wouldn't let I think so. I said the same thing as you did, um, but because it was harder, it is way easier to lose somebody. People do that all the time on Tinder. Now you have one bad date. Guess what? You lost them. Or I guess in this movie, you have to have one good gate, one good date hook them and then lose them. I guess you can't lose them before you start. Um, But losing is easy, dude. A lot of people do this who have, which is why I did it once. And I don't do this anymore, guys. Obviously this was like 10 years ago. Um, But when you have anxiety about breaking up with someone and you really don't want to like hurt them and you're not man enough to do anything about it or woman enough to do anything about it, you just slowly not become a good person and hope they break up with you. I know a couple of you have done this before. That's what that is. It's way easier than let me convince an innocent bystander to fall in love with me just because. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I do. This is a random side. Oh, note. by the way, that person uh, who found out there was a bet involved was Macy. <laughs> uh, for those of you at home who don't know. His pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was literally just like me and my friend were both going to pursue her. Whoever gets her wins. And I'm sure she loves us talking about oh, this. Oh, she hated it at the time, but <laughs> guess who's laughing now? We're married. <laughs> um, I'm just going to get away from this hard pivot. Sure. This is the, this is the second thing that I've seen Catherine Hayne in this week. Um, she played Michelle who was like the fake therapist, like friend. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she's also in WandaVision and I've been watching oh, that this week. Interesting. So, so seeing her do that, you know, in 2021 and then go back to like young her in 2003 doing this rom-com. I'm like, what? But, Interesting. That's just a fun little connection. She, I thought she was very good in this movie. She I liked was her very, character. It was a lot. very cute. She had a very cute role. Yeah. I will say, I was more in love with Matthew McConaughey this entire movie than Kate Hudson. Yes, and I and, and like that's on purpose. You know, that's kind of like the one disservice I think this movie did was like you got like the fir- the opening scene is Kate Hudson being a very very good friend, like objectively one of the best friends you could have. Um, and then you spend the next like 100 minutes of this movie 
her being the worst person to possibly be around where you kind of forget like oh she's supposed to be a good person i forgot that she's actually a good person i just like the there's a part of me that goes matthew mcconaughey at the end of this like you got her to fall in love with you and you genuinely like when she's not crazy there was a couple times where she wasn't crazy like then in the Knicks game before when she remembered oh right i gotta make him hate me now so like the whole first half of the game, first three quarters of the game, they were having a great time. And then when they were just flirting because they knew they weren't going to have sex, right? So they were just flirting on that date. That went really well. When they went over to his parents' house, that went really well. So she, he saw something in her. I just never saw that. I'm like, oh, I get why you like her. I just don't like her. Okay, that's fair. That's definitely fair. But in Groundhog Day, I'm like, I get why you like her. I also like her, <laughs> um, but this was just like, oh, I don't think, I don't think it, but like there was li- literally 10 minutes in this movie. I'm like, oh, I'm in love with Matthew McConaughey. This guy is gorgeous. He is a beautiful man. I love him so much. I would much rather go on a date with him than Kay Hudson. Um, I just want to say that like, I think rom-coms kind of get like this umbrella definition of like, oh, this is a movie you should watch with a significant other. This is not a good couple movie. I cannot, like, if I was watching this with, like, a new relationship, like, a relationship in its infancy, like, this, I I would not enjoy that experience. This is, I did not find this a romantic rom-com until, like, the end. I think it would be good for the let's laugh at this movie kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't get relatable to the second half yeah i think that's a good way to put it it's definitely like it has couples humor Mm -hmm. like when you are in a relationship there's a certain kind of humor that's like more relatable but in terms of being relatable as a couple yeah (laughs) definitely not until like the last like 90 seconds of the movie maybe right so i'm just gonna spend I'm going to give it 90 seconds to just light this flame on fire. Light this okay, flame go on for fire. It. I'm going to say it again, even though it doesn't make any sense. Um, and that's a lot of this just comes from this movie's old. Yeah, What's the actual intro for this movie? <laughs> What's up with the song? Yo, also, Kate, you have a forgettable face. I forgot what you look like. And I don't know where you are in Hollywood, but you've disappeared. And I'm kind of here for it. Um, okay, well, that's just type, rude. <laughs> well... She's forgettable. I literally, dude, I, when I saw this movie, I didn't know who she was. And I've seen her. In, That's like, not her fault. I mean, get a better face. The type for the intro credits, like the font, so 2000s. What's up with the chopstick in this lady's hair? Just because she's Asian doesn't mean she needs chopsticks in her hair. <laughs> also, all these dresses, so 2000s, maybe late 90s, hated it. Is it even New York if there's not a newspaper stand? Of course, the hunk has a motorcycle. How many times did they straighten Kate's hair for this movie? It looked garbage. Split ends were all over the place. And guess what? The early 2000s, 1990s eyebrows, they're whack. Also, this whole I'm fat. No, you're not fat. Joke. Dated. Over it. No one thinks that's funny. Okay. It's Um, definitely a catch all for sad girls. Yeah. And it's annoying. There's a better way to express that you are sad than just being sad about your body image. Of, there are multiple yeah. things to be sad and about. And the whole like starting off the movie with my friend went through a bad breakup and she can't hold herself together. I'm like, yeah, okay, bro, we get it. Seen it a million times. Also, man cave of an office doesn't exist in real life. Of course, he takes his shirt off in the office and, and girls are fawning over him. Hey, guess what? That doesn't exist in real life. 11 minutes and 30 I mean, seconds into this. Guess what? 11 minutes, 30 seconds into this. Um, there's the plot of the movie. 12 minutes in, there's the title of the movie. 14 minutes in, I wanted to throw up. 21 minutes in, I fell in love with Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey wears a white suit. Gross. Um, they use the word hussy and the phrase drama, drama, drama. Way too much in this movie. Drama, drama, drama. And the ending when she says, are you calling my bluff? I killed myself. <laughs> and that concludes the roast fest i do you have any other major thoughts um it's typical rom-com it's exactly what you hey how to lose a guy in 10 days 
Someone's trying to lose the person. The other person's trying to keep them. It's exactly what you think it is. Oh, <laughs> do you know what the tagline for this movie is? <laughs> I looked it up and... Dude, it's bad. <laughs> and I didn't want to kill myself because obviously I had already done it. I was homicidal. So, Would you want to uh, share with the audience? The tagline the- for this movie, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, is one of them is not telling the truth. So is the other. So you mean both of them. So That's what you're them. trying to say. <laughs> There's a word for that. It's called both of them are not telling the truth. Like, ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lazy Okay, okay, writing. okay, okay. Let's come up with a better tagline. Um, If only the other knew. See? Instantaneous. Just, dude, it was literally that easy. Do you know, I, I have one good thing. I've, I've Obviously, we've said a lot of good things about this movie. Blended in with the bad. My final thought for this movie is thank God the writers for this movie were women. Because if not... <laughs> that dude, If not, then Kate Hudson would like not have any redeeming qualities in her character. None. None. Um, overall, I think I'm going to give this... The rating on IMDb is 6.4 out of uh, for a fan rating. I think that's pretty accurate. I would probably give it a six and a half. I give it a six flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's a rom-com and it does rom-com very well. I just don't like rom-coms. Yeah. If like if two years from now, a significant other wanted to said like, hey, do you, like it would mean a lot to me if we watched this movie tonight. I'd be like, sure, why not? Like, I would not put up a fight watching this movie for a significant other, but it's not great. Pitch if you haven't better. seen this movie, don't fight it. I've seen it already, so now I'm good for quite a few years. Um, there's just too many rom coms out there for me to be watching them over again. Um, it's not the best one you've ever seen. I can name five off the top of my head right now that are better. But hitch, 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 hitch and hitch. Yeah, got him. <laughs> um, that are better than this movie. It's just not. It's not the worst one you've ever seen. It's it's on par. Yeah. Uh. So. I mean, yeah. Good job, us. Uh. Do you want to welcome back the non-movie listeners? Hey, non-movie listeners. Didn't miss much this week. Um. So the. So the improv segment this week is experimental, as most of them are. Mm-hmm. So this one is called Two Degrees of Separation." And what we're going to do is we're going to give each other two random things, random objects, themes, ideas, people, whatever. And then we're going to make a conspiracy theory connecting those two uh, ideals. Yep. Easy enough. Alex, what is the deal with JFK and hot yoga? You don't think there's a coincidence that one person got hot lead in their head (laughs) and the other one is where people are sweating bullets? There is no... Obviously, there's a connection. So here's the thing. Lee Harvey Oswald, his wife, founded hot yoga in southern Los Angeles. Everyone knows that's where hot yoga started. And then it branched out through the you know, the world, but she did it because she needed to practice sweating her husband out for interrogation. So he, she made him exercise at home being like, you're going to get interrogated. They're going to bring you in and they're going to want to talk about these things. Obviously you're not the only shooter, obviously, but we need to get you ready for interrogation, interrogation. So they had a hot yoga studio in their house for him to train. Obviously he didn't live long afterwards to survive much interrogation, but through having friends and family over for parties, hot yoga became a very commonplace thing to do. And then her daughter actually opened up a studio in Southern LA and that's where we are now. So that's the connection. Lee Harvey Oswald put a cap in obviously our great Catholic president's head. And we went from hot lead in the head to sweating bullets. Obviously the connection. I spilled so much water on myself. Because you caught me so off guard with that. So thank you for that. I will now be recording the rest of this podcast in damp pants. I do what I can, man. All right. What do you want some truth bombs about? So here's the thing, right? 
conspiracy is women like bad boys, aka nice guys finish last, right? And you're connect that conspiracy. You're connecting that to Dogecoin. Okay, so I think that for as long as we can remember, you know, there's always been this connection between like. Uh, nice girls and bad boys. You know, if we go as far back as, you know, 1972, we see uh, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta in Greece, where, like, they connect because of how different they are. Uh, and, and, I, and I think that something like that is connect, has carried through all of time. And uh, because we are now way more evolved as a civilization as we were, you know, 60 years ago, when Greece came out 60 years ago, um, th- th- there needs to be new standards as to what um, uh, what what we consider bad boys. And so th- the government decided to take away our behavioral instincts to be bad by, you know, uh, making weed legal and uh, not caring about gun control. You know, all these things are, are aspects to make us not... Uh, feel like bad boys because we can do whatever we want so right, the only right. way to be bad anymore is to be financially bad <laughs> and uh so girls like guys that invest in dogecoin purely because of how bad of an investment it is in the long term so like maybe investing in dogecoin in 2015 was like whatever it was a dumb meme or whatever but if you invest in dogecoin now i can guarantee you that because of the government's interaction you will get whatever woman you want because of your financial irresponsibility interesting take so women really don't want the stability that they've been claiming no not at all interesting 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 shall we do another yes I need you to connect the pyramid on the back of the $1 bill Mm -hmm. to blockbuster movies. Not the, not the, not the company, but like, just like the concept of like summer blockbusters. Okay. Summer blockbusters and the pyramid on the back of the dollar. Okay. So everyone knows Hollywood is a pyramid scheme. And because of Hollywood being a pyramid scheme, every time in a movie, right? There is a fake currency. A lot of times it's dollars because, you know, obviously Hollywood, it takes place in America. Well, when Hollywood was peaking, right? We're talking late 1800s, primarily in the 1920s and 30s, right? Where Where these movies were coming out. When they created fake cash for these movies and fake coins, they needed a way to market that it wasn't the actual dollar. So they put a pyramid on the back, obviously signaling the pyramid scheme. Don't worry. No one's going to believe this is real money. It's got a pyramid on it. Well, they made so much that when the stock market collapsed in the 20s, that people took this Hollywood money and started using it as real money in order to fake out the bankers and so that they had some money in the bank account. So they, they went from having no money to like, let me, I know a guy who's in Hollywood. He's got fake money. If people don't examine it too much, they'll just take it and we'll have money. We're not going to starve during this Great Depression. So what ended up happening is when the Great Depression ended, so much of this money was in circulation, the pyramid scheme, Hollywood money, that the mint said, it's too late. Too many people have invested with this money. If we pulled these from circulation, People are not going to be able to afford their mortgages. They're going to have to foreclose their house. Everyone couldn't afford to go to college. They're going to have to sell their cars. We need to just make this the dollar bill now. So now that's why the pyramid is on the back of the dollar. You know, honestly, you slap like a crappy watermark on that and put that into like an Instagram post. Like people will believe that. (laughs) I just, whoo, I ran with that one, bro. All right. What do you got for me? All right. Conspiracy number one. Girls can't poop. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, that's conspiracy number one. Now you're going to connect this to the Me Too era and Matt Lauer getting kicked off the morning TV. Sorry to throw you under the bus, Matt, but you kind of did it yourself. 
So I think it's super important to remember that uh, according to uh, Christian text, that uh, the woman was created from man's rib. All right. Uh, the only problem is, even dude, I'm uh, so. Where are you going, dude? Even, <laughs> what? <laughs> even God knew that a single rib is not a lot to work with. So when designing the woman, God made a sacrifice. And that sacrifice was a woman's intestines. So um, because of that sacrifice, uh, biological sacrifice that God made when designing the woman from the singular rib, uh, women have not evolved into having intestines. So for as long as society has been around, for as long as human has, for, for as long as humanity has been around, uh, women have not had the intestines needed to, uh, evacuate their bowels like men do now uh the big problem with that is if men knew that they didn't have intestines uh they would stop marketing towards women so uh you know like bathroom like toilet paper and uh women's restrooms and stuff like that like that would no longer be necessary and in order to keep the status quo all women have uh banded together to uh, perpetuate this myth that uh, women go to the bathroom the same way that men do. Uh, and the reason that Matt Lauer got fired back in 2017 was because he tried to put an end to this myth. He uh, he tried to convince a woman to be like, hey, I know that you don't have intestines. I need this kind of proof. And because he was onto something, uh, they, they decided to uh, uh, shut him out and shut him down. So that's why he got canceled. It wasn't actually sexual assault allegations. Uh, it was just like he got too close to the truth. Interesting. Interesting choice. So really, we're calling all those people who said. Um, OK, I, I really wanted to make like an addendum about that, but I felt like that would have been too crag. <laughs> all like, you accusers. Uh, well, hey, how would you like to go through the pain that Matt Lauer has gone through? Hey, uh, trying to bring had- a wealthy white man down what's wrong with you hey if stop you, playing if, victim hey if you ha- hey if you uh sent allegations against matt against matt lauer you are totally valid and uh you as a victim deserve to be believed anyway do you want to do the middle segment now all right craig i'm bringing back a crowd favorite are you ready for bracket boys if you didn't do this if you didn't do this i was highly contemplating bringing it back myself dude bracket boys was is so old that we were still doing the zebra bit. <laughs> Bracket Boys is so old that we were still doing the zebra bit. And if you don't know what the zebra bit is, don't go back. Go watch our single digit stuff back up like six, five. That that old. The last stuff. time we did it was I think episode eleven. But yeah, that's when you did it with the um, the one hits. The, the one hits. But this, the one we're doing, we're doing the classic version, the way it was designed. That was done in episode six and episode seven. And here we go. Today's lineup. Can, should is... we explain Bracket Boys? All right, all right. Here's how it goes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I pick eight things. I pull a description. And then I add a little bit of my own comedic spice on the description. And we have these guys go head-to-head bracket style. Much like March Madness, much like everything with a playoff. I picked eight things. I seeded them according to how well I think they're going to perform. So the one seed is going against the eighth seed. The two is going against the seventh. Three against the sixth. And the fourth against the fifth. So that way the one doesn't get bogged down in the first round. Now, in the West Division, we have nouns. In the East Division... We have verbs. The head-to-head championship is going to be noun versus verbs. Let's see where we go. The first seed, we have imagination. Going against Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You might know imagination as the faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external objects not present in the senses. Although it is responsible for things like modern medicine, automobiles, and movies, it is equally responsible for fan fiction, all of Takashi 69's music, and GameStop. 
Now imagination I is going. How long these intros were, dude. It. I promise. The further we go, the better they get. But also, you can't cut any of this out, because I spent Watch a lot me. of time writing these jokes. I spent a lot of time writing these jokes, and I'm taking my time. Against the eighth seed, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne Douglas Johnson, born May 2nd, 1972. Also known by Douglas? his name. Yeah, Dwayne Douglas Johnson. Douglas. Also Carry known on. by his ring name, The Rock. Is an American, Canadian actor, producer, businessman, retired, prof- retired professional wrestler, and former American football and Canadian football player. He wrestled for the WWF, later known as the WWE, for eight years prior to pursuing an acting career. Johnson is half black Nova Scotian, African, and half Samoan Polynesian. His father was black Canadian from Nova Scotia with part Irish ancestry. So much like Starbucks coffee, there's so much random garbage mixed in, you can hardly tell what you ordered. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? So, Craig, imagination versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who wins? Imagination can live without the rock. The rock can't live without imagination. First seed goes through. That's why it's the first seed. Next in the nouns, we have system against hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind you that all these words were picked with a random word generator. I just placed them in the seeding order of how they thought they were going to perform. These are completely random. Now, seed three, system. A set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or interconnecting network. Also, a set of principles or procedures according to which something can be done. The prefix cis comes from the Greek word son, which means with. Not to be confused with cis, as in cisgender, which means the gender matches the sex assigned at birth, or as I like to call them, prejudice, evil, bottom feeders. So that's system against hospital. Hospital, a charitable institution for the needy, aged, infirm, or young. An institution where the sick or injured are given medical or surgical care. You may recognize them for this. You may recognize this noun from its movie and television appearances in Grey's Anatomy, House, and The Dark Knight, where it was a brutal death scene. Craig, who wins? System or hospital? So I'm inclined to go with system because there's more of them. Um, And like also hospitals use like a medical system, right? Goes back to the Dwayne Johnson argument. But I don't know. I, I feel like hospitals are very necessary however they make a lot of americans go bankrupt right and again they can't exist without the without a any sort of system so i feel like system has to take it i agree so the three seed has beaten the six seed so in theory the first seed should be should be the winner it is the first seed is projected to win but we'll see we're going over to the west we have talk versus play. Now, Craig, I would like to remind you that you're not supposed to cut any of this out. I made the description shorter, but I did make them worse. So keep this in. Talk, the second seed. To speak in order to give information or express ideas or feelings. Converse or communicate by spoken words. This is often what black people do too loudly what white men do about themselves, what women do too often, what LGBTQ people do about their trauma, and what little boys do about the Catholic Church, and what I won't be allowed to do when my job finds out about this podcast. All right. Against play. Hey, real quick, Alex, I just want to mention, Mm -hmm. if at any point between now and Wednesday, you have a change of heart, and you're like, "Mm, I wasn't really feeling that. Can you actually cut that? Just let me know. Okay. Listen. (laughs) Hey, people. It's all jokes, bro. It's all jokes. And for all of you people who are like, oh, this guy sucks. There's a lot of people going, he didn't mean it. It was kind of funny. All right. (laughs) Seed seven. Talk is going against play. Play is a range of intrinsically motivated activities done for recreational pleasure and enjoyment. Play is commonly associated with children and juvenile level activities, but play occurs at any life stage. 
It has many varieties like replay, player, play-by-play, play-doh, don't hate the player, hate the game, play-date, play-by-ear, fair play, play hooky, play-boy, play-it-cool, foul play, play-on-words, play-it-safe, play-hard-to-get, play-a-trick-on, long play, play-you-for-a-fool, playlist, to play-possum, and last but certainly not least, as my wife tells me, foreplay. Craig, who wins? So, to talk or to play? This podcast wouldn't exist without talking, which could be a good thing or could be a bad thing. Right. I'll leave that up to the audience to decide. But if this podcast, but I guess if playing didn't exist, then nobody would be able to play the audio, right? Right. So I guess either one, you know, removes our podcast from existence. Um, I also really enjoy playing video games. And I can do that without talking to my friends, but I can talk to my friends without. So I guess kind of like they both kind of like go hand in hand with each other. This one is definitely the most difficult. Okay. I'm going to say that talking contributes more to society. Like we could write and we could do sign language and we could still communicate. But I feel like without verbal communication. Hold on. Mm, scratch that we could just yell everything or whisper everything i feel like talk has like a medium connotation to it right so society could still exist just through whispers and shouts so i'm gonna say play i'm gonna oh, say oh we have an upset the seventh seed beat the second seed we have our first upset of bracket boys all right craig we're almost at the end of the first round. We so have... do you just not have any... Con- I, you had contribution the first time we played this. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think I contributed by putting them in the seed order. Okay, So by enough. putting two talk against seven play, I was kind of betting that talk was going to win. So everyone can kind of just keep a track at home on the left side or the west side. I have one imagination, eight Dwayne Johnson, three system, six hospital. So the one is going against the eighth seed. So I kind of knew Imagination was going to win, which is why I put him in that seating order. And I knew, I'm pretty sure System was going to win against Hospital, so I put him in that seating order. Which is why I'm letting you do your own thing, because I'm, I'm making the pairings easy. And it's your job to make the hard decision. Okay, we got to get through this. Alright, we have the number four seed against the fifth seed. Four seed is Record, or Record. It's actually Record, it's a it's a verb. Seed five, attract, as in to attract. Now, seed four, to write something down so it can be used or seen again in the future. To produce a record of something. To show a measurement of something. To indicate something. When catching a cheater, this verb is extremely useful. Record screenshots, record hidden footage, all the lies, gas mileage to authenticate where they're actually going, and record their bowel movements to make sure that they're not destroying any evidence through digestion against the fifth seed attract cause to come to place or participate in a venture by offering something of interest, favorable conditions or opportunities. Kind of like magnets. That was my little part. I added at the end, kind of like magnets. Oh, okay. (laughs) Kind of like magnets. All right. To attract or to record. So I feel like attraction is more important to human uh, evolution and like the continuation of the human race. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, magnets, you know, that's kind of like why the Earth rotates and solar flares and science. And records um, indicate history and, you know, history doomed to repeat it, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um but, like, who's doomed to repeat it if nobody's, like, reproducing? So I mm-hmm. feel like a tract has to take it. Okay. I did originally have that as the fourth seed. For all you people paying attention, I might have said it was the fifth seed. It doesn't matter. These were the closest ones. So we have a tract going ahead. Second round. Imagination against system. No need for me to do the descriptions anymore craig what do you think imagination against system without imagination no good systems would be designed you know you know what i mean so i think like so i feel like imagination does have to take it on that one 
All right, so Imagination's making it to the championship round. Now we have play against attract coming out of the verb region. I think I'm going to go with attract on that one. Okay, yep, that was the fourth seed against the seventh seed, so I guess that was projected. Championship game from the noun conference and the verb conference. We have imagination against attract the verb to attract i what so, do you think so i think attraction is more vital but um, like without imagination what's the point of living you know what i mean right like we've all read the giver and i don't want to live in the world like the giver but again without imagination like if there was no attraction nobody would be imagining in the first place mm-hmm. so i feel like attraction has to do it unless you have See, anything i'm to leaning say. towards imagination and not just because i put it as the one seed and it's supposed to win but because <laughs> <laughs> but because i think imagination has a lot to do with consciousness although there are like psych- um psychology uh studies done on people who literally can't visualize things can't don't have imaginations what they see in front of them is what exists and if it's not in front of them, it doesn't exist. Um, so it's possible to live without it. Um, but I think that's where a lot of life comes from. It's meaning. I think a lot of being attracted to somebody is you're imagining your life with them and weighing what it would be like with them and without them. And and so like I was thinking about that, like, you know, when when we were purely based on survival, like mm-hmm. attraction meant something different. Like you didn't care like who had the best figure or who had the best personality you cared like who could provide the best so i think like the concept of attraction has always existed it's just the concept of what you are attracted to you know like now we're attracted more to like personality as opposed to like provision so i think that's kind of like i don't know what were we imagining back in survival days all right i think we have our answer then the four seed attract has come out as this week's winner and in typical bracket boys fashion it has to go against the previous winner electricity attract uh, against i'm pretty sure the last winner was uh the one hit wonder yeah well that doesn't make any sense it's not <laughs> canon it's not canon okay um versus electricity well, well, attract okay. equals magnets, right? And electricity yeah, so wouldn't be a thing without, without magnets. attraction. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So, like with electricity, you have attraction by default. So, I think a- attraction ex- wins by default. I think so too. All right. That's the thing bracket with bracket boys. boys is like, uh, you get to a point where it's like, oh, there's some logistical loophole that makes this, you know, fundamental. Well, here's the thing is no round has produced a defending champion and that defending champion has won in the next round because yeah. green lost to electricity and electricity just lost to attract. So who knows who's going to win next time? Who knows? Are you and ready for the one hit wonder? Our middle segment. Let's go into the one hit wonder. Okay. So <laughs> you're going to hate this, but I'm going to love it. Great. Um, great, 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 great. This great, great, great. This segment is called Animal Crossing Guard. I already hate it. Okay. So all this is, it's a very, it's, this is just an improv scene. Okay. You are trying to get across, like a crosswalk. All right. And mm-hmm. you're just trying to communicate with the crossing guard. Okay. Yep. So I'll just like, let you start the scene when you're ready. I'm trying to get across. Um... Is, do you think it's clear? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> um. Well, since I kind of just got to do this, guess I'll just start crossing. Craig, you have never been more right, and I hate this. <laughs> What are we doing right now? I was hoping you would try to have a conversation with this crossing guard duck. Yeah. That was supposed to be a duck? 
it was better earlier today. My throat is very dry. Audience, I'm going to do us all a favor. And that concludes the one hit one for this week. No, no, no. Alex, yes, this does conclude it. However, next time I bring a very uh, uh, creatively uh, different bit and you just like no but me like we have a segment for that. Well, yes. And I had a conversation with you and do what you kept doing. I guess it was quacking. I don't understand you. I was yes ending myself. That's I guess all I'm part of the now. imagination. I'm going. Listen, imagination lost to attraction, and I'm not attracted to this bit at all. Remember that one time we did an ASMR one hit? Yeah, and people freaking loved it. Yeah, and then we did an. Let's animal try. Let's try. Th- let's try this one more time. You, we're doing the crossing guard, right? Mm-hmm. But it's ASMR. <laughs> Is it is it okay for me to cross now? I really don't understand you. Can you try and speak English? I know. Previously, you just you said you were a duck. I still I still don't see it. So is it safer or not? Can I just? I feel like I feel like I can just look both ways and and decide this for myself. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna go. Alright, I'm going. Stop me if it's it's the wrong decision. I feel like that's a don't cross, but I'm already committed. I'm already committed. I'm halfway now. That was you getting hit by the car. All right. <laughs> See, that was so much better once you committed to the bit. You gave it a little bit more life. I I didn't give it more life. I just made it longer. That's that's all I did. I just stayed in the scene longer. Yeah, exactly. Because you were committed to it. All right. I'm gonna leave this one up to our audience. Please, 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 please reach out. If you've never reached out before, make this the time you reached out. Let us know what you think about that. So next week we are watching uh, Jojo Rabbit, which is very different from the movies we've been watching recently. So if you are ready for a hard tonal shift, uh, we're coming at you. Is this our first audience requested movie? Directly, I think so. Yeah. Well, we have given in to the masses. And by masses, I mean one person who won't leave us alone. Yeah, not masses as in large groups of people. Masses as in... Mass uh, texts from one individual. Mass guilt. Well, we're doing it. And I hope I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do have a note for future, Craig. Please don't cut this out. At about 37 minutes in, you said women... uh, what, What did you say? Um... Women haven't evolved. So, future Craig, if you could please isolate that and send that to me, I'd really appreciate it. Um, about thirty-seven minutes in, women haven't evolved. Look for it. Thank you. Um, well, well uh, with that being said, thank you very much for listening. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Permanent Good. You can follow me personally at Permanent Handle, and you can follow me personally at Alex the Goods. That's G Double O D E S. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Uh, I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. Hey, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Bye. Deuces. Deuces.